0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 12, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. Should Social Security revenues be put into the stock market? And should the government control those investments? Michael Tanner, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, says Social Security definitely needs an overhaul, but in the direction of letting individual workers decide what to do with their own retirement savings. Alicia Minnell at uh, Boston College, who uh, I, I must note has done some excellent work when it comes to state pensions and helping uh, the people who are supposed to be in charge of those state pensions understand better what they're doing, uh, has argued that perhaps the federal government should be putting the Social Security Trust Fund, that misnomer of a trust fund that it is, into uh, the stock market.
1: Well, she's absolutely right in a couple of ways. Number one is, of course, she is correct that the Social Security system is massively underfunded. Uh, Its unfunded liabilities over the infant horizon are about $32 trillion. And she's right in that this stems in part from the structure of the Social Security system, which is a pay-go system in which it's not funded. We simply transfer money from young people to old people. So her suggestion that Social Security funds be invested in real return-bearing assets like stocks and bonds and annuities and so forth uh, is actually a pretty good one. And in this case, she calls for investing in, in equities uh, since they outperform bonds over the long run. And I think she's exactly correct in that.
0: All right. So the problem is The problem is that she
1: suggests that the government should be the investor. Uh, This would put politicians in effect in charge of a huge slush fund in which the government would be picking, in essence, winners and losers. Now, of course, she would suggest that this be done through a broad-based index fund, that you wouldn't have individual companies lobbying their member of Congress for an investment in their district. But you still are talking about the government having an enormous amount of clout within the private enterprise system. You know, if the total investment in the stock market is around $21 trillion. Uh, the Social Security Trust Fund right now comes to close to $3 trillion. So, you can see that even if you invested a portion of that trust fund in equities, uh, you'd be giving the government a, a commanding, if not a controlling interest in many companies.
0: But her argument is, uh, as long as you're in the broad range of the market, there wouldn't be this kind of uh, rigging of some companies being uh, performing better than others. Well,
1: we've seen state pension funds, uh, social investing, for example, being used uh, to determine which companies should be invested, what should be in their index. Places like CalPERS, for example, which is one of the largest pension funds in the world, has actually gotten in- actively involved in choosing presidents and board members uh, of companies. Uh, basically, the government could do one of two things. It could vote its shares and uh, put its representative on boards. Uh, we saw that with the bailout of the auto industry, for example, uh, where the government used its money to do those sorts of things or to have that kind of influence. Or it could not vote its shares. But if it took a large chunk of shares out of the market, it basically took them off the board and then chose not to vote them, that artificially enhances the value of other People's shares and gives them more influence. So either way,
0: the government would sort of still be picking winners and losers in this market. And you you think there would be this pressure to for the government to not invest in, let's say. Uh, R.J. or Reynolds or other tobacco companies.
1: Good Lord, you could just imagine the number of political disputes from left and right. I mean, just imagine that a company announced that it was about to move its uh, operations to Mexico or China. Uh, Could Donald Trump really avoid using the Social Security system's clout to try to influence that? Or companies that made, as you say, tobacco products or sugary soft drinks, guns, guns. guns. Uh, or you know, on the right, they make adult movies or they gave money to Planned Parenthood. Uh, almost every social issue would become an investment issue with potentially uh, retirees'
0: money on the line. And part of the part of the problem, as we've seen in the banking sector with uh, the way the federal government has regulated banking, you would see uh, perhaps individual corporations all making the same errors, instead of making different errors.
1: Well, that's one of the dangers, is that they retreat towards a mean, essentially, and all the companies begin to look the same, and the, all these investment portfolios are essentially the same in order to uh, to get the government investment.
0: Which creates a whole different kind of risk.
1: Exactly. And there's no reason for the government to take on this risk. You could get the same benefits of the higher returns from private equity investment from having a funded Social Security system, if you will, by allowing individual workers to invest their payroll taxes or a portion of their payroll taxes through personal accounts, let millions of individual consumers make these decisions rather than the government making these decisions for everybody.
0: What of the option, and this is the option that I've long argued is... Would be perfectly, I'd be perfectly satisfied with. Uh, I'm 40, and I would be perfectly happy for the for, to sign a document in which I acknowledge, yes, the government's taken a lot of Social Security money from me with the promise of paying it. You keep that money, and and I'd expect zero dollars in retirement. But please stop taking money from me.
1: You're actually right near the break-even point where you would probably be better off. I mean, We do know that the markets, uh, the equity markets are volatile. You don't want to give people 5 years or 10 years, because markets could be down. But if people are going to have 20, 25, 30 years to invest in their lifetime, they're going to be better off in private equity investment than they are from the Social Security system.
0: Donald Trump on the campaign trail sort of separated out um, entitlements as something not really worthy of much reform. And it um, makes me wonder why some people think that they are Republicans, if, if they're not for reforming entitlements. But is there anything on the table in the next few years that would uh, give workers greater control over their own retirements?
1: Well, I think we're going to see this fought out within the administration. One of the things we learned from the uh, debacle that was the uh, Affordable Care Act repeal and replace was that Donald Trump uh, has very little interest in the actual details uh, of policy. But there are people in his administration, as Owen Beachy, for example, who have long argued in favor of reforming entitlements. We know Paul Ryan in Congress has championed this for a long time. Uh, so I would expect there to be pressure uh, to, as it builds up in terms of the debt. Uh, to be able to deal with something like this, don't forget this is a president who wants to cut taxes, have a trillion dollars in infrastructure spending, increase defense spending, increase VA spending, and all of the rest. Uh, he's certainly going to have to do something
0: if he doesn't want to blow up the debt. Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.